the Outlaw Mud Show Drive-In, what the world is not listening to. And welcome everyone to the Outlaw Mud Show Drive-In. I am your favorite host, as always, Muhammad Fadahi. Please park your cars in the designated areas. Uh, make sure not to, uh, not to disturb your fellow viewers slash uh, drivers. Don't honk too much unless you need anything. We now have an app if you need service to get rebrought to your car. Todd Duck stands are over there. And by all means, enjoy the show. As you can hear my voice right now, I have not introduced anyone else on board. So, as you know, I'm going solo, as you might have figured out by now. You know, all three of you who keep up with the show week after week. If I'm starting it off, then I'm probably going solo. Um, anyways, Ethan, I mean... You, you guys know the drill. I'm the only one who cares about you. You think Joe Connor cares? Nope. You think James Becoming Blanton cares? He does not. You think Pete Guest cares? For the love of God, he hasn't been on the show for months. We had to pay him a shitload of money in order to get him for the two-year anniversary show. And I'm talking a lot. Like we don't what like our budget is non-existent. It literally is non-existent. But we have to pay that guy to come in here. Oh well. Love you, Pete, by the way, if you're listening. I know you don't, but uh, anyways. He's a big stream he's a big game streamer now. Ooh. Anyways. So before we get into the meat of this show, just uh, the wrestling community as a whole lost one of its shiniest stars, not in terms of in-ring talent or so, I mean in terms of that as well, but in terms of like just being good human beings, people that you like in, the, in Jay Briscoe, and it's tragic, Jay Briscoe as you might have known uh, died in a car accident last week, uh, he was 38, he was driving his girl, he was driving his girls and he got hit on, uh, hit on collision with it. Another driver who has also perished in the accident. As far as I know, right now at the time of this recording, his young his the, his girls are doing fine. The one who had uh, the more serious problems is out of surgery. Their mother posted a uh, picture of them holding hands in the in the hospital, which is very. I mean, it's very sad, but still, it's very it's very assuring at least for what's to come to for those uh, ones. Anyway, thoughts and prayers with them. I have met Jay Briscoe twice. Once at the Ring of Honor show, Supercard of Honor 2015, him and Mark, and both of them popped when I told them I came all the way from Abu Dhabi. I mean, like, I always try to sneak that in there when I'm talking to wrestlers, but they were so... Oh, and they thanked me for supporting Ring of Honor, and and when I said thank you, and they were like, thank you, sir, they were like, they, they were very nice, they were very courteous, I gotta say. And then uh, last year at WrestleCon's uh, Supercard, he was. Uh, they were in the main event. It was the Briscoes versus Loki, and wow, I forget who his partner was. This is when Loki acted a fool and you know shit all over that fan, uh, poor fan for heckling him. Anyways, but after the match, like Jay was just ringside, and I just asked him for a picture, and he came up, no questions asked. I mean, like, he's not, he wasn't, like, you know, like, everyone had cleared out of the ringside area. It was just me and Dime's uh, kid, Tony. Shout out, Tony. I know you don't listen to this either, but anyways. Um, and Jay was very kind. He stood patiently while I fumbled with the selfie uh, aspect of my camera phone. And, yeah. I'm gone. 
just it's very sad it's horrible but and rest in peace Jay thousand prayers to his family and anyways so let's get to this episode I was thinking like if since there is no one here I mean I'm pretty sure I'm hoping Joe and Jay uh, Joe and James are back next week so we can just continue the well you know the knockout the knockout phase of the World Cup tournament we're having should be a lot of fun uh, but anyway he uh, so okay let's get let's get to it I want to talk to you guys about uh, WrestleFest DXB for those of you who do not know what that is WrestleFest DXB was or is sorry I should say sorry so was I was I just came out from the Hassan festival and they had the traditional Marathi dance uh, guys in there the troop the lion troop it's freaking awesome uh, um, I'm probably gonna put the video up soon but it's a sheer joy of Emirati heritage dancing that's I mean I don't know it's just joyous it brings out joy it's kind of like for you Americans out there, Yankees, if you ever seen a, second, a, brass, a brass band in New Orleans, second line type of stuff, yeah, that's the same, it's the same feeling, I think, to an extent. Ah, New Orleans. I gotta go back someday. Anyways, back to, uh, back to the Pnitsu uh, uh, WrestleFest DXB. Now, WrestleFest DXB is a small, it's an indie promotion running out of Dubai. UAE. It's been a, st a stone throw away under, under my... It's gone under two different main changes. It was Dubai Pro Wrestling, then it was... can't remember what the second name was, but then it became WrestleFest DXB. Now, I have been aware of it of some sort or another, but I never felt the urge to go, honestly. And that's on me. I mean, there's wrestling I should have been, I should have been there. But... The, it is what it is right now so we can just say what we're doing and I became aware of these guys more as WrestleFest DXB when Progress Wrestling decided to you know partner up with them and do a show and do a show here the last December about a month ago and I was like uh, Joe actually told me did you know Progress is coming to your, uh, to your country I was like say what and then I found out and it was a co-show between the two. It was called uh, Sons and uh, Daughters of the Desert. If you... If you're interested, that show is on the WWE Network. Slash Peacock. So you can... Watch it. Yes. Oh, yeah. mm. but, uh, um, I mean, and you're probably going to see me there. I'm like uh, all those idiots uh, at ringside under the, under the big screen projector. With my phone in front of me all the time because I want to capture all this stuff and not post it. Anyways, that's something else. But it, pretty good show. I mean, they had a couple of guys last uh, last month. Uh, they had uh, Team DXB, which was consisting of Fayez and the main attraction MK, at uh, taking on Progress Wrestling's tag team champions, uh, Sunshine Machine. Never saw seen the Sunshine Machine before, but they were pretty damn good and these guys were holding their own against them so and also their Dubai World WrestleFest DXB World Heavyweight Champion 
Shaheen defended his title against Tate Mayfors. Tate Mayfors cheated to get to win that title. And then out comes Don Maloney. Challenges Tate Mayfors in there as a baby. And takes the title off him. And then which sets up uh, which sets up and the title match on this card between Don Maloney and Shaheen. Former champ. Big 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 time fight feel for honestly art. And they added this little thing of like as per progress wrestling, which was kind of weird, why would progress wrestling interfere with wrestle with the WrestleFest title picture? But since Don Maloney's progress wrestling wrestler, I guess they have a clause. I'm not complaining. I'm just you know questioning the logic. But I liked it. But anyway, the loser of the match has to leave WrestleFest DXB. Now, why I like it because it led to a little bit good storytelling. So. I didn't know who these. I didn't know who most of these guys are. I got a brief idea of who they were last month when I got there. But this month it was all them. There was no progress wrestling to, for them to rest on, save for the main event. So I got to see these guys a lot more and a lot better. And these guys are now. I was told they were green. I didn't see much greenness to be honest with you. I mean, like I saw a lot of like different crafts in there. If anything, if anything, they reminded me of DFW from the TV show Heels, that is uh, Stephen Amell's wrestling show. And because they had a lot of like, you know, different, I guess, styles and different levels of professionality or different levels of tenure in the wrestling business. And that was a good thing. That was a really a good thing. I'm just trying to get away here. I'm, I'm walking, so trying to get somewhere where the sound is not gonna drown you. Sorry, sorry, folks. But it was a very good night, and you had. I mean, there were people like uh, there were actual heels. There were uh, heels in there that were. Um, hmm. sorry about that. Just a second, folks. So there were a lot of also very nice characters. There were. Uh, uh, I'm gonna try to run off who I was. There was first. What I could consider, what people I think in the end uh, uh, would call the white meat baby face of the territory, which was a guy named John Evers, John Victory Evers. And this guy came out, he, he gets the massive pop of everyone. People had, there was a family that had signs up for him and this other baby face who I'm gonna uh, mention in a while, in a little bit. But uh, he comes out, he plays to the crowd. He, this kid at ringside was like, uh, was cheering for him, so he lifted him up, put him on the ring apron, put him back out. It's like, yeah, base, typical, like, you know, the big hero type guy. And then he was going up against uh, one of the uh, one of the white guys, uh, Faiz, which threw me for a loop a little bit because last month I saw this guy, he was, he was the good guy, now he was the bad guy. He had like a Kevin Owens vibe about him, even a Kevin Owens type outfit. And I was thinking, and I'll be honest with you guys, I 
thought like I didn't think this guy could pull off the heel thing well enough but he did I mean this was a good indie show in, uh, in, uh, in general but yeah it's uh, but yeah the, the, uh, these guys so you got so you got like this and uh, Fires had the shirt that said why Fires why so I'm thinking now this is only my second show showing them and I guess by all means the last show was not in except for the title for the Dubai title match is not in is not in continuity so I'm guessing this guy was a good guy then he turned on his partner turned on some other guy somewhere down the line but I was intrigued, anyways. And this is the best thing. If you go to a wrestling show for the first time, you see these stories that are happening, and you just get with it until you figure out what's going on by yourself, for yourself. And there, and so this was a good match. Uh, victory won. Well, victory got the victory, I guess. <laughs> I cracked myself up. I'm so funny. Anyways, but this was a. Uh, and there, there was this guy. Uh, there, after this, there were there were I would say uh, this wasn't the first match, but here's a there here's a guy who I knew uh, who came in with a lot of fanfare, cryptid that because my friend was at the show and he told me he saw this guy before. Now I honestly saw this guy at the Progress Wrestling, but he was sitting ringside, and I was thinking, why is he dressed in what looks like we're wrestling gear? Apparently he is a wrestler, so <laughs> jokes on me. But the guy was pretty good. He was uh, facing this guy called Nova Knox. Nova Knox was this flamboyant. I don't want to say he's MGF esque. I mean, he has the MGF demeanor, but he's like the arrogant, the arrogant heel type, I guess. He's sort of like, um, I guess the closest thing I could think about of how his character looked as a heel is Adrian Adonis and how they carried himself in the ring and so forth. That's my thinking about it. So anyway, he was going against this guy. He was going against Cryptid. Cryptid comes out where he's got the fanfare. He's got like the big, uh, you know, light up spines. I think those are from Cyberpunk or something. And he had the mask on. It's like he was, and uh, thing. He, it kind of looked like Mustafa Ali's earlier phase as well. But it's still, it, it, he, it, he was making it his own, like his mask was opening up and stuff. By far a good match, and Nova got like this ankle injury, like right close to the end, and uh, he called the ref over. The ref was also a wrestler, uh, a guy named Kuya. Kuya is also major over. Uh, if you guys remember, uh, if you guys go back to my DFW assessment, Kuya would probably, I would think he's the guy who wanted to be the champion in the show. Can't remember what his name is. But I know his stunts were performed by a Facebook friend of mine, Jaden Spade. Um, not sure if that helps or not. You know, the guy who had the crazy afro jumped ship to the other company. And now he is... And now he was there. So... Cool, yeah, uh, so, uh, so he was doing the referee honors. Anyway, he gets called in by Nova. Nova talk, uh, talks about his... Like, within a minute, the match is over and the guy is helped to the back and... Everyone's pretty concerned because it looked like there was a legit injury in there. We'll come back to that later. Okay, so one of my... Uh, and then there was... Thomas the Hatchet Ramsey. By far, this guy has the most tough guy presence of anyone. 
he came out as this other guy who also looked like a white meat baby face like you know the flamboyant baby face uh, type of thing came out and this guy came out and interrupted him they had a street fight he had him tap out to the triangle choke uh, Jay Lamrod was his opponent and Jay is one thing I'm gonna say about Jay he was pretty likable now if I could have I don't think any of these guys are gonna listen to this I mean like a pretty small time for them but anyway if if my only constructive criticism is Jay came out and he's clearly the baby face he's talking and he says I want to watch this thing with the people and then out comes the heel and challenges him to a fight right there and then even though he's dealing with injuries it's the same thing that happened with Adam Cole uh, sorry not Adam Cole hangman Adam Page where Daniel Bryan uh, uh, challenged him for title and he said I'm not ready right now and you don't want to make the baby face look weak or scared in any way I get what they were trying to I mean I get that they were trying to give us this impromptu street fight but and but instead of this guy you know I mean he accepted he asked the group but I think he should have accepted right away not just say I'm injured I can't do this right now but then get goaded into it it's my two cents and again this is me as a fan I'm not in any way involved in this uh, thing now here's what probably was my favorite gimmick of the night there was Ali Reza going up against Eli Hush. Now Eli Hush is a mime. Yeah, he's got. He comes out to the song of Bala Cha. He comes out in this, uh, you know, the black and white striped shirt, face painted white, everything. He's just a mime. He comes out. He does the whole, you know. And there's a wall. Puts a wall in front of them. And honestly, he was doing it. He did it once during the match where he uh, built the mime wall, and I was scared to death that his opponent was gonna sell that wall but no he just slapped him and I was like okay at least we're taking this seriously and the guy and Eli Hush won with a roll-up it was a good physical match honestly but here's the thing I really loved about Eli Hush the guy is supposed to be a mom now if you see any mom in any movie or anything they don't make a sound at all and this guy was silent throughout the whole match entrance to opening bill to even the post-match beatdown that he got and the guy was silent I didn't even hear him grunt and I was pretty close to the action side so honestly if he allowed to sound on the screen or anything I would have heard it but he didn't it, it was like the guy it was like his opponent was wrestling a silent uh, film which amazing if it's the amount of control that goes into that I would say is beyond human um, what was on this? Uh, the uh, first, uh, I think the first or second match. Yeah, Jay Blade, who I saw in, I saw in, I think I saw in the pre-show from the months before, and he was taking on the first ever UA wrestler. As far as his Instagram is concerned, um, I don't have, I have no reason to doubt that that's true. The main attraction, MK, and. They had a good heel versus babyface match. Uh, Jay Blade um, cut a promo where he talked about his four New Year's resolutions and how he broke them almost immediately. It was pretty funny. And yeah, he they were 
pretty good as heel and face and both of them are pretty good in their match and their roles together now this is all blowing my mind because as an avid wrestling fan to have an actual not just an independent company but a decent company that's actually thriving next to me that was that was big that was something i really liked and i honestly go into uh, i go into watching cards that i don't know about with the least uh with the most skepticism as i could and i didn't find anything that actually stood out where i wanted to hate anything i mean i could nitpick here and there the match you should, in this match you should work a certain body part not work all the myself everything but that's not, honestly it's not my place to do that let's uh, be honest with the uh, fan and yeah I, it takes away from the enjoyment and you can go to wrestling shows to enjoy not to criticize so then I'm gonna say. and what else was on this card okay two more matches there was a guy named uh, Zephyr who had medallions on now they were saying his medallions are on the line it's in the, and I'm not sure that if they were medals that he won outside of the company or that in the company he is uh, like these medals are uh, are in Zephyr from back uh, from Pakistan um, I like this guy in the year in the show I saw before and here it was again and then he was facing the other mega baby face of the of this uh, territory a guy uh from Le uh, representing lebanon named sexy savage sam they uh, still have not called him triple s yet now he's just he got he just goes by sexy sam i guess on the thing but he was announced as sexy savage sam and he comes out in the jacket does the whole magic mic thing uh, like and then the val venus you know wiggle and stuff and yeah, his whole thing is that he's just, you know, dripping with sex appeal and he's wrestling and yeah, the the match was for the medallions, the man Zephyr won and then that cleared the way for the main event and the main event they had a package up. Actually, wait a minute, the match for the medallions, wait, let me go back. It was Sex Sam versus Zephyr, the, the referee was Kuya again. And Zephyr and Kuya got into it, so Kuya took off the referee's shirt, got into his wrestling gear, came out another referee, and the match became a triple threat. And naturally, just to say, just to keep it, it's. I, I hate that I watch these things and I'm thinking of the inner workings of the thing, but this is how they keep the heat off Sexy Sam, don't have him lose, and the same way have Zephyr keep the medallions. Kuya got inserted in there take the pinfall plain and simple and he was pretty good and uh, the triple threat was pretty good i'm not gonna lie and uh, and that was it i'm not i'm not nitpicking i'm just saying in my estimation that's what they were doing and it's not a bad thing that they were doing uh also sh uh if they also shout out to their host rami he was like all over the place uh i mean like he was uh announcing the whole thing from the beginning and he gets engaged with the crowd it tells us to go uh, uh thanks everyone talks about the big year talked uh, to open the show we talked about the big year wrestle fest was had uh, had where they became 
the biggest, the fastest rising uh, place in the territory. I'm assuming the territory is the UAE because I pretty much believe QPW in Qatar is still operating and they're pretty huge. Uh, and then talked about how they were progress wrestling and within that year, they are, this company is on the WWE Network. Uh, and goodness, yeah, for all for the love of God, holler, uh, shout it from the rooftops because that is huge. And this is pretty much, and this might have been the actual the last indie event that's on the WWE Network after the new, uh, after their uh, new announcement that they're done, they're removing the content off. And I gotta go back at home and watch this thing before it takes, uh, gets taken away forever. Okay. Anyways, uh, so they go to the main event. Um, Shaheen comes out. He's pretty impressive. I like this kid, honestly. I like him a lot. He's he has he has a good baby face energy, but he's not like you know the white baby face energy. He's like he still ha- he carries himself with a sort of an edge. That's what I'm gonna say. And uh, it shows, and uh, it's that he's not like you know the whole oh happy go lucky. I'm here. I'm happy to be here. I'm gonna do something. He's he's inten- He has an, a certain intensity about him. He's on the smaller side. He's like yeah. I mean like he's more of the high flyer type, but he still you know holds himself well. And then out comes Dan Maloney. And the dude looks like he's chiseled out of stone. The guy has an amazing physique. He has the carrying of the championship. Now, here's the thing. I won't say that everyone else is an indie wrestler. And this guy's... Well, they're all independent wrestlers. But there is a sort of like what what looks to be a different level of presentation here. Or a different level of star. And Don Maloney has more experience. He presents himself like a star. He looks like the biggest uh, star possible on this show. The guys, the rest of the guys are gonna get there, and having stars like him around them is gonna help them get there faster. So that's pretty good. So they have their match. Shaheen hits him with like four hurricane runners in a succession, like one of them off the top, one of them off the ring ropes, which is pretty impressive. And at one point, Shaheen hits him with what I called, uh, well, 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 I mean. It's kind of weird because they were in this other move. Uh, Maloney was setting him up for this other move, and Shaheen reverses it into a destroyer, which I dubbed the Emirati destroyer. <laughs> and my guy next to me, uh, Derek, shout out. First time I ever saw him. Now oh, he's a good friend. Um, popped for me calling it an Emirati destroyer. But that's what. I mean, like well, you know, when Pentagon Junior does it, it's it's usually, it's a Canadian destroyer, as it was you know created by P. P. D. Williams. But when Pentagon does it, it's a Mexican destroyer. So I am going by, with the assumption that everyone, anyone who does a destroyer, it takes it becomes the nationality of that person who's doing it. So it was an Emirati destroyer because Shane is from Dubai. Anyway, that's uh, he. And then, but they go in and uh, but they keep going with the match and then at the point the finish uh, at the point they go into the finish and and Shaheen goes up for that once again uh, middle rope uh, hurricane run off the top and Maloney counters it into a power bomb off the second rope and 
and then Maloney goes through the cover but then gets pulled out by Nova. Remember the guy whose ankle got screwed up at the start of the show? He's back and he's interfering in this match and I'm thinking, okay, disqualification. It's kind of, sort of a cop-out. I'm not sure I like this. Um, but it's not just that. But wait, there's more. The guy apparently has something like the money in the bank, which he cashes in. A contract for the championship. So yeah, he cashes in the cashes in the contract. It inserts himself in as it uh, makes this match a triple three. You're not done yet. And implied that it's implied that he's saying that you're not done yet. Points him back the ring, shoves him into it. Shane goes back in, puts his shoes on. Rami the announcer says, "Well, as per the rules." Novo is the new champion, Shaheen has to leave WrestleFest DXB forever, and then Shaheen grabs the mic and says, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, he used fuck, ladies and gentlemen. What, uh, about, about what, what the rule states, tosses the mic down, leaves the ring within the thing. It felt like an ending to Monday Night Raw, you know, where there's chaos, you don't know what's going on and so forth. Yeah, that's what this felt like. Good piece of business right there. And it builds entry to the next show. Their next show is in February 11, Double Indemnity. And then, you know, show ends. Some of their wrestlers come out, they hang out with the guys. They're very gracious, they're very kind. They're they're open to talk about their craft, take pictures, and, uh, you know, everything. And I like and yeah. So that was just, and apparently we were sitting next to other wrestlers that were from Oman. And there's a wrestling territory in Oman, which is like, you know, a border, uh, borders, which borders the UAE, called Oman Wrestling Elite. I believe that's the name. And two of the wrestlers were there. Uh, shout out to Jay and... Hold on, I got their names. Just a second. Uh, okay, shout out to Ennis and, uh, and Joe. Joe Bryan. Joe Bryan and Ennis. Yeah, two uh, wrestlers from... Uh, uh, two or many wrestlers from OWE.com. And this makes me happy. There's a wrestling industry. There's several wrestling companies in the region. And yeah, okay, and, and now, uh, and honestly, my, with QPW also being there, Qatar Pro Wrestling is also huge, by the way. They had, they had the big stars like Sting and Booker T on the shows, they got Alberto El Patron coming out, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of, I mean, okay, Alberto El Patron is not a big whoop, because of, you know, on account of him being a trash human being, but that's another thing altogether. Um... And now my New Year's resolution is I gotta see them all. I'm gonna find a way to be at, the, at one of the Omen shows and I'm gonna find a way to go to Cutter Pro Wrestling. Uh, but it's nice, WrestleFest DXB. If you guys can catch them on Instagram, they're at WrestleFestDXB. Uh, I'm not sorry, at WrestleFestDXB on Instagram and on Facebook. Pretty sure they're on, uh, on Twitter too. Uh, Watch them, guys. Uh, I mean, give, give them a sh give uh, give them a try on. I'm not sure if they're on YouTube or not. Let me check here. While you guys are with me, see, 
this is the due diligence uh, we do. We got we don't do research. We just. Yep, WrestleFest DXB seven uh, at uh, seven forty three on on YouTube. So that's awesome. Okay, and yeah, thank you guys for uh, joining me on this you know little look at the indie scene in the Middle East here. Uh, I hope you I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, the drive-through is closed. The drive-in is closed. Uh, please exit in an orderly fashion. Mind the other readers, and hopefully we're back here ne next week with the rest of the with the rest of the Western World Cup. And we'll see. We'll see you then. It's Mohammed. Happy pod. Happy podcasting, everyone.